great to have you at TLC today. Of course, this I know Thanksgiving is this Thursday. How many are going to eat on Thursday? How many are not going to eat? God is so good. I want to talk to you this morning um, about invaders, and we're talking about that in, in, in a way. Now, next week, just to let you know what's going on next week. Now, I wore this shirt just on purpose because this is Jesus telling all these Avengers and the superheroes, and that's how I saved the world. So I love that shirt. So I wore this because, listen, you know, just like you had to ask Jesus in your heart, if you've got him and you have that covenant with you, then you have that. And he's invaded that. But just we're going to talk about our homes. And so our homes are going to get invaded one way or the other. Come on. And we got to get them. We got to fill that space with God's stuff. And so I'm going to help you with that today. But I'm telling you, isn't it great that the greatest avenger is Jesus Christ? And he has come that you could live and have life abundantly. Come on, somebody. This is a good day and God's going to do some great stuff. We know when you buy a house, there's a lot of things that go on when you buy a house. Um, if you've moved into a house now, I've got my, my youngest son with his lovely wife and our grandbaby to come is here in the front row and yeah, and they have just transitioned for a long time into a, and Sam is like, (laughs) into a a new beautiful house. They have a three story house and, uh, it's just gorgeous that the transformation, you can look on Facebook to Hannah or Sam's page and probably see some of those pictures, but when you get into a house, you make it a home and you do that by putting things different ways. Now I'm a dude, so I don't, I don't have the, I just don't do things the way Kim does because she has this taste that she just knows if you've been to our house, you'll be like, that is so man, she should be a decorator. It's pretty well sure that I didn't do anything except hang it here, dear. That's where you want. Okay. Because when she married me, the place I was living in, I had the stuffed raccoon and squirrels and and a mountain man statue and all that. And she's, that didn't last too long. But anyway, those things make a home. Your, your stuff, your items make a home. Speaking of homes, uh, Ann Evelyn back in the back, 62 years married today. Happy anniversary. That's an accomplishment right there. Just think of how many times. I mean, think about how much you really enjoy your house. You know, we've lived in some places are better than others and some places not so much. But uh, but yet the house has always been a home because there is something that we're going to share today that will help you make no matter if you think, well, I got to have such and such. You know, the enemy's going to try to tell you the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. You got to clean up the yard if you got a dog on the other side of the fence, just like you do on this side. So what I'm saying is it, you just enjoy where you're at. Take care of what you got, and then God can promote you to something if that's what's needed. But we're going to show you, if I could tell you four thoughts today, if I could give you four thoughts that's going to make your life better, that's going to make your home feel better, that's going to make you feel better, and know that God is in charge because you put him there, would you be willing to listen? I'm going to give you just a few minutes. If you'll give me your attention, we'll we'll get that done. So this is what we're going to talk about. There's not just a physical side, there's a spiritual side. Turn to your neighbor and say there's a spiritual side. Everything that happens in the physical is supported by the spiritual. You need to understand that good or bad, that's what's happening. I'm in a body right now and my body has a spirit in it. If my spirit was not in this body and and I'm planning on being around for a long time. So this is so I'm not going anywhere. But this is what I'm telling you. If my spirit was with the Lord, this body would just fall. If nobody did anything with this body, it would go back to the ground. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. 
because it's supported by the living spirit that God put in there. What happens in the natural is happening or is supported by what happens in the spiritual. Say amen to that. Because you need to understand there's a lot of things that are happening because we have either opened doors or we haven't opened doors or just our negligence has just said, I'm not taking care of that. I'm, I'm, I'm of the, the frame of mind of this. Now, I want to protect the things that, that God has given me. How about you? I want to make sure that I am who God wants me to be when those things happen. When my kids were little, I, you know, if anybody, and even to this day, whether my kids are there or not, if any invader would come into my house, I am not the type of dad nor the type of person that would be, oh, dear Jesus, Father, just please don't let him go to the kids' rooms. Let him get what they want and just get out. Oh, no. No, I'm going to be, oh, God, give me the strength as I throw them out on the lawn while Kim calls 911. Because I'm going to go get them. And we have to have the mindset of we have to take back what God has given you. We've let the enemy take way too much ground. So we're going to get the invader out. Have you been to a woods if you're a hunter and saw a no trespassing sign? We're going to talk about that because that's posted so you can't go into that area. How about if we would post some things on, on our homes that say, devil, you can't come in here. Listen how quiet that is. Well, I don't know if that's what I want. I'm telling you, if you, want, if you want a home that just radiates with God's presence, then you need to listen to what I'm telling you today. God's going to do some great stuff. The space is going to be invaded by something. It's going to be God or, or something by default. If you do nothing, then you're just letting the enemy do whatever he wants. So I'm going to go back to his word. This is our plumb line. And what we're going to do from today is really basically take Psalm 91. Have you ever read Psalm 91? It is a prayer that is just full of protection. It is an amazing uh, psalm. It's one that you can pray, one that you can post on your wall. You can do whatever. If you have Jesus in your heart, you've a, you're a believer, then by covenant, you can claim Psalm 91. I'm going to say that one more time. By covenant, you can talk to the greatest avenger of all, and he can just come in and make things happen. Come on. Because Jesus can take care of business, man. He is ready to take care of whatever you need. Psalm 91 is God's covenant for divine protection. It covers anything you could almost imagine. Every danger, uh, every sickness, every disease, every assault, crime, tornadoes, fire, ag- you know, whatever is going on. Psalm 91 can cover all of that. And Jesus did that for you when you believe it. You automatically, that's part of your benefit package if you activate it. Think about that. There's people that, you know, have, I heard this story, and I didn't share this in first service, but I've heard this, and maybe you know of anybody that's happened to. This has been years ago. They had a health plan that had a prescription plan on it, and they didn't know it, so they never turned it in and were paying for their own prescription and realized they could have got it all along with their benefits. You got benefits by being a member of the family of God. Let's activate those today. I want the promises God has. Psalm 91.1 says this. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Everything happens in the kingdom by faith. Everything happens in the kingdom by faith. When there's faith involved, there's going to be risk because faith is stuff you cannot see. You, it doesn't take any faith to see it. I can say, hey, I'm going to sit in that chair. I can see that chair right there. I know by my life, I've sat in it before. It will hold me. I can sit in it. It doesn't take any faith to do that. But there are things that faith, God's going to prompt you to that you cannot see, but you know that he's telling you, or things that you know that you can assign or do that will put things 
in place that'll start things that are happening that you want. So I put my house under protection by Psalm 91. How do I do that, Brett? How do I put my house under that protection? How do I get this covered? How do I get the greatest avenger of all time? How do I get Jesus to say, I got that? Here's our first thought for this morning. Fill the space and protect it. We live in two atmospheres, the physical and the spiritual. I told you it's got to happen in the spiritual for it to happen in the physical. If you know, and I'm going to go through this before too long. If it's in the sense realm, that's the enemy, the, or that's the level the enemy works in, the five sense realm. If you can see it, taste it, touch it, feel it, smell it, if you, in any of those, it has a root. It has a root. If it has a root, then God, then God in the spirit of God can, can overcome. Now, he can overcome anything, but if it has a root, you can bind it, you can cut it off at the root, you can do what God's telling you to do because it comes from that. So we need to understand that the spiritual and the physical the spiritual is what's sustaining all of that. So in good or bad. In Genesis, the earth's atmosphere was dark and God just spoke. And he just spoke and light came. He spoke to the darkness. And it's same for true. For us, we have to speak. We have to be able to say what we need and believe what we're doing and all of those things. And sometimes that's, that's hard because have you ever just not had it? The faith is just like, oh, I want to say it. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, Romans 10, 17. Sometimes you need to hear it, you need to hear it, you need to hear it, you need to hear it. And it needs to connect. And after you hear it enough and then you believe it or you see things. Has God ever used some things where you've tried some things and it happened in the small measure and then it helped you in the big measure? Because you couldn't get to the big, you couldn't see the big measure, but all of a sudden, whoo, oh God, that worked. God will take you where you're at. But let me just say this too. He'll only do what you'll believe. Think about what I just said. Sometimes we're like, I don't understand why it doesn't happen for me. Well, maybe I don't know what your belief system is, but there is belief and then there's kind of belief. You know what I'm saying? I had a couple of chairs one time and I had a, I put a plank out there. Sam will remember this. And I had one kid come up because kids just like to, and this is an athletic kid, man. He was, you know, he was going to come up because there was, there was girls in the congregation so I said, hey, walk across that board. So this was Nick. You remember Nick? Nick is walk across the board. I said, no, no, kind of jump. Skip, run, yeah. So then I got two chairs, and then I put the board on the back of the two chairs. I said, now I want you to do that again. He goes, uh-uh. Now it's the same board, different circumstance. Because he could see the board, he knows the floor, he's not going to fall. See, faith is some things that you, you know, there's some things that you're not going to be able to, to understand or, or even kind of conceive sometimes but you gotta what what if god's telling you to do that i heard another preacher say this he said there's a guy that took a wheelbarrow and walked across niagara falls on a tightrope and people were like he can't do it he can't do it and he did it and he did it and he did it they said i bet you can't do it again i bet you can't do it with this i bet you can't do it with that and they put stuff in the wheelbarrow and he walked across and he did it again and then one guy came up to me and said sir you are the most amazing guy he said, do you believe I could do that again? He goes, I know you can do it again. I watched you do it three times. I know you can do it. No problem. He said, get in the wheelbarrow. The guy said, I got a problem. <laughs> because then we got to put ourselves and see, it's easy for us. If I was to take up an offering right now, receive an offering and say, everybody exchange wallets. And I want you to give like you always wanted to. <laughs> We'd all be like, sweet, because it's not your money. 
it's easy to do something when it's somebody else. But when God is calling you, I'm looking at people that need faith in their homes right now, today, presence right now, peace right now. And that's what we want. So we got to fill that space. If we don't play offense, then we're going to play defense. In other words, if you don't take charge, something's going to take charge. So you need to make sure that you're the one taking charge. Put up those no trespassing signs. I'm not allowing that in my house. No, 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 no. You do whatever you got to do. So how do we fill that? Let me just tell you some things that we've done to help fill it. Now, we live in a sight and sound generation. And you have like MP3 players. And how many have a smartphone? How many have a dumb phone? How many don't have a phone? (laughs) E.T. phone home. Okay, there you go. You can put stuff on your phone that will just do. I went up and Kim was getting ready and she's her phone's talking to her. But she has asked Siri or whoever is in there to just read her the Bible. And so this whatever's going on is reading her the Bible. Some dude, you know, you can even get him with an accent. Hello. Your faith cometh by hearing, no? No, anyway. (laughs) But it's just reading her the Bible. What is it doing? It's filling the atmosphere. It's doing things that are doing more things than what you even realize. When the children, if they'd ever get sick, she would get, and they can tell you they're here today. They've got a, she'd have a CD player. They still make them, and we make them too. If you like the service, you can get a free one. But what I'm telling you is this. She just put it. Healing tapes, scriptures, worship tapes on the CD and just play them so lightly that you might not even hear them if you were in our house. But she's got it playing. Listen to me. 24-7 because it was permeating the atmosphere. It was doing things that we couldn't even actually see with our physical eyes. But in the spirit, help me today. In the spirit, things are being pushed back. Things are happening because she is setting a precedence. She is saying, God, you are in this place. God, you have authority here. Enemy, you can't keep my kids sick. Sickness is not part of the covenant. And she begins to set that precedence. You can do the same thing. Put your TV on. There's enough Christian stations on out there. You can, When you're not home, you can play your TV and let it be playing stuff. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to wear out the bulb. Pray over your bulb. God will make your bulb last. You're using it for a good reason. If the bulb goes out, he'll help you get another one. It's all good. <laughs> Psalm 91.2. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. Romans 12, 2 says not to be conformed to this world. And it says to guard our gates. Now listen to me. You've got to guard what comes in. You've got to guard your eyes, guard your ears, guard what you say. Life is in your mouth. There are people that think, no, that's not, God doesn't really care. You know, God knows what my heart, and I'm guilty of that. Well, that's not what I meant. My heart didn't mean that. And and that could be, that could be a true statement. You might say something, but you kind of meant it a different way than it came out. So then correct it, bring it out the right way. What if we just go by it? Well, God knows my thoughts. Well, sure he does. He's God. Your thoughts ain't getting you done though. He got the world in existence. He got light in it because he had to speak. Jesus said, you say to this mountain. So you're going to have to speak. I could tell Kim, I love you. And, and if I never gave her anything on her birthday or Christmas or anything or never said anything and just said, you know my heart, baby. 
That isn't going to help. See all the women, that's good preaching. (laughs) Where are the men when we're talking like that? Here's our second thought today. Don't compromise. Have you ever walked into a room and there's tension in the room? Or you just came in on the end of a maybe a heated conversation? Or maybe you're, you're in that conversation and it's just gotten heated. And there's a wrong spirit to blame for that. Because the enemy wants to cause strife. He wants to get you off the, the point, get you off focus, get you into this and get you into that. You do not want strife and all of those things to operate. Because he's been at work. James 3.16 says, Wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there you'll find disorder and evil of every kind. When you set your love upon the Lord and desire to love others as he does, you just need to understand you're choosing to love. Everybody's not lovely. Just because you love someone doesn't mean you condone everything that they do or their lifestyle. But it means you love them because God loved them for God so loved the world. You are made in the image of God. It's in your DNA. If you're in covenant, then it's part of you is the love. And so you have a desire. You want to be loved and you want to be loved. You want to give it. You want to receive it. That's part of who you are. But if you let strife and unforgiveness and rebellion and pride rule. Then the devil will stir all that up and he will put your home in a wreck. He wants to divide and conquer. That price is too high. You cannot compromise. Because when you do, you're opening the door to the wrong spirit. Now, I'm just, let me talk to the guys for just a second. I'm not a girl. I'm a guy. We have a tendency, at least in me, I've in the past have been prideful or stubborn. You don't have to raise your hand. Wives, don't elbow your husband. (laughs) He's talking to you. But sometimes we have a tendency that we just want to be get the anybody ever maybe you don't even have to be a guy you want to get the last word in. Or if you know you're right or you really believe that you're right, you want to make sure everybody knows you're right. Sometimes we have to just give things to God. I don't have to have the last word. I don't have to be right all the time. And half the time Don't tell her. You know, so what we have to understand is strife can come in and we can allow strife or we cannot allow strife. So what we have done is what we, you know, we have gotten, if you've been married in the first two years, were those wonderful? They are in parts of it. But other parts, not so much. You know, I remember telling her, why, 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 why do you squeeze the toothpaste from the middle? Why? And she'd be like, I don't know, because it's there. <laughs> I don't know. But all of those things would be like, I need this, or, or why don't you do this? I need that, and whatever the case is. So what I'm asking is this. You don't always have to have your way, but you can do this. When strife is starting to try to come in your house and you recognize it, break it. Stop it right now. Just say, and this is what we've said. We'll text each other because, you know, if I'm not home, have you ever left and you're just upset? See, some of you are sitting there, pastor fights. Pastor's human. Okay, I'm just bread. I'm, I might have a, you know, I might be a pastor, but I'm not, I'm not the Avenger. 
So then I'll, you know, I might have, if I'm not home or if she's not home, she'll say, and we'll say, I don't want strife. And then this, then we'll, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I, you know, I did this or, you know, we'll, we'll compromise in that area. I shouldn't have acted this way. Shouldn't have said that. Come on. And we'll break that. And then we'll repent of that. And we'll break that word in our house. Why do we do that? Because we don't want that atmosphere altered by something that the enemy has created. So we want to make sure that we take authority over that. And that's the thing. You have the authority in your domain. I'm saying, you know, I have people come and they'll say, Pastor, will you come and you pray over our house? There's weird things happening here. I need you to pray. And I've been, I've done that. I went to people's houses and there's, you know, they're saying this is going on and this is this and this. And what will happen? I said, well, when I go in there because of God in me, that will leave. I don't have any doubt of that, but I'm not going to stay in your house. I'm going to leave. So when I leave, it's just like, okay, he's gone. And if you're not going to stop him, he'll come back. So you've got to take authority. You've got to, in my realm of authority, that's what I'm responsible for. I must take authority. In your homes, you want a peaceful home, take authority over that. You've got to start taking authority over that. D- deal with it right away. Psalm 91.7, though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, the evils will not touch you. There's a lot of things that happen. There's people that... There's a lot of believers. I mean, I've been a believer for a long time, and there's things I struggled with, uh, you know, just in, in areas of sickness or finance or, you know, and struggled. And I'm like, why is this person, and how come I'm not catching that? And no, 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 no. And then, then there's bitterness and jealousy and envy. Stop it! Because that won't get you anything. That person, they probably don't have all the answers, but God does. So get with God and say, all right, God, how do I tap into the kingdom? When I finally started figuring out, and I don't know everything yet, but I started figuring things out. God is no respecter of persons. If he promoted them, he'll promote me too. But my belief system has been altered by the enemy because of my experiences. Come on. And that's what I'm used to. But when I start saying, God, I don't, I don't understand. But if I just stand under you and you give me revelation and then, oh, that's how that works. I'm telling you, we've seen things happen. We've seen where our kids have had fevers and we've prayed and they haven't gone away. They're supposed to go away. According to the word and the authority that we have as a believer, why have they not? So we started asking those kind of questions. Because prior to that, we'd get an agreement with something else that wasn't a God thing. Listen to what I'm saying. Somebody said, well, this, this happens, this happens, or this happens, or this is... It's normal that this would happen. And we'd go, oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay, because that usually happens right now. You know, if you get a fever, it, chances are good. It'll, it'll increase in the evening. Oh, yeah. Well, you get in agreement with that. What do you expect? So the Lord brought back to that mind, and we said, okay, Lord, now, is that person wrong for saying that? Absolutely not, but that was in their belief system, and God was trying to show us something in a system bigger than that. How many knows God is bigger? And so this is what my wife did. She said, all right, God, because he brought her back to that space and time. She said, all right, I break that word. Father, we don't have to wait. Well, everybody else says in Jesus name. And within minutes, the fever was gone. Why? Because the atmosphere changed. Because the invader had to get he got his eviction notice. Who what are you doing 
that you could say, I could change that, man. Maybe what are you saying? Well, I'll always be this way. I'll never have anything. That's why you're always going to be that way and never have anything. Quit saying that. Well, I'll always be in debt. Well, then I hope you're happy with your result because you're speaking it. What if we start saying, you know what, God, I'm going to use wisdom. I'm going to start asking you for wisdom. How do I get out of debt? Give me an idea or concept that will bring in finance because the Bible says God gives me power to get wealth. Me, I got to put my hand to that. So if I find that, then I can, I can take care of that. And instead of being invaded by poverty, now I'm freedom. You can see people around you falling. Maybe they don't believe like you do. And you can stand and people will be like, what is going on? I really believe this. I believe that God is not in this time is not giving the body of Christ revelation without manifestation. In other words, I think we should see fruit. I think that's the difference. And it doesn't mean that people aren't believers, but it means that maybe their system, they need to just say in my belief system, God, you need to help me. I need to. Because we haven't really put our hand to it. We have grew up in a system that's just like we just excuse everything. Well, I guess it's just God's will. His will's right here. It reads pretty much different than what we really are talking about. What if we started talking what it is written? One way to activate your faith in the supernatural is anoint your oil with, or anoint your oil, anoint your home with oil. Anoint your oil with home. See how that works for you. (laughs) See, oil represents the Holy Spirit. And let me just say, Kim and I, every home that we've ever lived in, we would go around and we would anoint our house with oil. Now, we didn't take a paintbrush and a a hyssop branch or anything like that. We just just would take some oil and people would be like, oh, it has to be special oil. I've used olive oil, um, Crisco, (laughs) I mean, butter, you know, I'm just saying. Because let, let me just say, because of your authority and the Christ in you, that's the sanctification. That's what happens, your belief in that. So we would go around and, and I would anoint the doorways. I'd usually put on the corners and then one in the center and I'd do it the closets. I'd do the windows and we'd hold hands and we'd say, Father, in Jesus' name, we claim this room. We claim this house for you, Jesus, that everything done in this house will bring honor and glory to your name. Father, anything that's not of you cannot reside in these walls, cannot stay in this house. And we would walk around every room of the house and do that. I would walk the perimeter of the yard. And so you might be saying, well, I don't want to do that. Well, you don't have to do that if you don't want. But I'm saying, if you want everything that God has, be the authority person in your life. Be the authority person in your house. Be the mom. Be the dad. Protect those kids. They need you. Get your family under the blood. Get your family where it needs to be. And start doing what God has called you to do. And watch that super avenger Jesus come out. And so we'd anoint that whole place. And I'm telling you, God would start doing things. And people would say, I've seen God do more things for you than I don't know how. I'm telling you how. It's not because he loves me more. It's because I believe him. It's because I walk in what he wants me to do. And you're going to have people look at you like you're some cockeyed rooster or something. I have people coming over and I told you this story. They said, Pastor, we want you to anoint our yard with oil. And they hand me a bottle of Crisco. And I'm walking through the yard going, okay. And I'm speaking in tongues. I'm flinging oil like I'm, you know. And then I realized somebody's staring at me. And it was the neighbor. They were on the other side of the hedge just going. 
And I, I just kind of froze like, oh, this is one of those awkward moments. And then I thought, I don't live here. Shunta And just started flinging more oil. What I'm saying is there's going to be people that it's not going to be the normal. When you, you might, I mean, God has told me, and I worked at Honda working on the assembly line. And cars are coming down. And he'd tell me, hurry up and work ahead. And I'd, man, I'd work ahead and I'd get a couple cars ahead. Because he'd have me go clear back and pray for some dude. Because his grandma or mom had died and he's hurting and he needs somebody to take care of him. And I'd go back and pray for him. And people would see me pray for him. And people would be like, whew, and pretty soon, oh, preacher boy. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Every time something disaster would strike their house, stuff would happen. They'd be saying, preacher boy, will you pray for me? The one they made fun of, they wanted to pray for them. Why? Because of anointing and the presence of God. You want your house to have the presence, then you got to get under the presence. You got to get with Jesus. You can't spend time with him just every once in a while. He's got to be who you are, where you're at, everything you are, everything in you. Isaiah 10, 27 says, in that day, the Lord will end the bondage of his people. He will break the yoke of slavery and lift it from their shoulders. Here's our third thought. Turn on your security system. Turn on your security system. Sam got into his house and him and Hannah got in there. But before they could get in there, some invaders got in there a couple times. So, you know, he wasn't even on the property yet. So, you know, that would be like, uh, he was, I would talk to him and he's like, I just want to sleep in here now. Why? Because that's his. And the enemy is invaded in his space. So he bought a security system. He would say, well, Brett, that's not too spiritual. I think it's real spiritual, actually. We live in a world that's not nice. We live where there's evil people out there. And God loves everybody, so don't get me wrong. I don't want to be misquoted. God so loved the world that he gave. I get it. But there are people that are not right. They are, they are not working for God. They're working for the enemy. People ask me, so do you believe in concealing and carry? Sure. I do. We have, we have security in this building right now that are armed and ready. Come on. He put on a security system. Why? Because I'm telling you what. I, he's, he's a, this is my boy. This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. I will not sit back if someone were to ever, and they never have, break in my house. I'm not going to sit there and go, I hope they don't get the kids. No, no, no. Her 911 call is going to be, you better get here. My husband's about to kill somebody. I probably shouldn't say that. (laughs) Sorry. He's going to pray for somebody after he hurts them. Uh, I shouldn't say that either. (laughs) Just come. Please just come. That'd be good. Turn on your security system. Psalm 91.10. No evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Say the blood of Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, we're told that we are redeemed from the the curse by the precious precious blood of Christ. So when the devil tries to do something, you overcome him. Revelation 12, 11 says, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Some of y'all need to get you a word. You're coming up against hell, then find you a word and get in there and start using that word. Get in there and say, no, you will not come in here. According to what this says, you got no right. 
because I'm a covenant member. You know, there's benefits of that, like we talked about before. So begin to declare your blood right. There's a story of a preacher. He's doing a meetings in his church, and God was just healing people and doing all kinds of things. And the devil didn't like it. And so he told this preacher, the devil did, and this is the story. He said, you know what? He lived out in the woods. He said, I've got, there's a bunch of foxes in your woods. I'm going to put rabies on all of them. They're going to start chewing or biting on kids and stuff and your kids, and they're going to kill them all. Now, that sounds pretty stupid to me. I'm Number one, the devil's an idiot. So I thought, like, what a stupid plan. I'm going to send foxes, and they're going to have rabies. That's stupid anyway, but anyhow. <laughs> so this preacher goes, and he says, no, that's not going to happen. So he gets some believing friends. Boy, what would you do with some believing friends? Get some people that will carry your cot to wherever you got to go. But he gets some believing friends and says, no, that won't happen. We're going to draw us a bloodline. We're going to put a bloodline around our property. We're going to put it around here. And nothing the enemy can do will harm us because of that bloodline. Come on, somebody. The blood works or it don't. God said, yes, and let's do that. Jesus died for you. He died for me. That covenant is there. So they drew a bloodline. And within less than a week, there were five dead foxes that were laying right on the territory line. They don't know how they died. There was no bullet holes there. They just died. Now, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Again, stupid idea by the enemy, but still, that's pretty cool. God's like, that's an idiot, you know, and I'm, he's going to take care of that. What I'm telling you is the blood, the blood, there's power in the blood. Every time we leave our house, every time we leave, I'm saying it one more time, every time we leave, I grab her hand, she grabs my hand, and we say, Father, in Jesus' name, we plead your blood over this house and the property. We, uh, we ask that you put angels round about it, protect all the things you've given us. God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. We do that every time we leave, and people are like, well, that's silly. Is it? I don't think so. Because I'm telling you, God has kept us safe. He's done incredible things. It is about the blood. It is about that line, that power that God has put in there. So Luke 10, 19, Jesus says, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Turn to your neighbor and say all. So when we say the precious blood of Jesus, that's what got the power. It is that blood that Jesus shed. That's what got the power. So we pray it for our families. That's that same no trespassing sign. God is so amazing. Psalm 91, 11 says, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. You say, Brett, that's crazy. I don't believe that. And then you won't like this because it's not for you. It's only for believers. It's for people that will say, you know what, God, if you said it, that's all I need. It's for people that will say, you know what, we fished all night, but if you're telling me to throw it over, I'll do it. It's for people that will say, God, if I can just touch his garment. It's for people that will say, just get me there, put some mud on my eyes. It's for those kind of people that are saying, this is it. God, you are the only answer I have, and it is you that I want. And I'll believe what you say. Think about this. I, this is going so different than first service, but this is just amazing to me. The first miracle Jesus did was he turned the water into wine. I'm going to talk about that next week. But the first miracle did. Why did his mother say, go to my son and do whatever he tells you? Why did she say that? He'd never done anything like that before. It's not recorded. How'd you think about that? She's his mom. Moms can pull stuff out of you. Moms see stuff in you that nobody else sees. Mom sees greatness. She sees jewels. She knows. She knows how he got there. So moms can do that. Moms just like. And this is what Jesus says. 
I'm going to paraphrase. Mama, mama, it ain't my time. Mama, what are you doing? And she says, just do it. <laughs> my mom was in the building today. There's times I get, Mom, I don't want to. Just do it. So he just honors his mom and dad. What I'm telling you is Jesus has all power. He's got everything that you need. And if your belief system will line up with that, you can send angels. That's one of the ways God protects you. You can dispatch angels. You have an angel. Do you know that? You got angels that are assigned to protect you. And I, I shared in the first service real, and, and I'm, I got a, I'm just going, so I've got to finish this thing. But anyway, we would pray when Maddie would go to bed. She was the first one to go to bed. This is how we did it. So I'm, I'm trying to give you little nuggets of, of what we did because people ask, how did you do that? So this is what we did when it was Maddie's bedtime because she was the youngest. She went to bed first. So that's when we did our family prayer. We would all line up at the bed. We'd all get on our knees, and we would go youngest to oldest. Maddie didn't really like to pray. Uh, well, I don't know if she didn't like to pray. She just didn't like to say a lot of words. So I said, I don't care if you just say, I love you, God. Just, you're going to pray. So say something. So she would go, love you, God. And then it would go to Sam, and Sam would pray, and then it would go to Zach. And Zach would pray, and almost every time, and Sam can tell you, Zach would say something like this. God, just put angels around about the woods. We had 16 acres. I'm just thinking in my mind, up in heaven, there's angels going, don't go on that kid. I got wood duty again. I mean, but he would dispatch angels over those things. Now, listen to me. I'm telling you, this thing really works. And you can say, Brett, I don't believe it. But again, listen to me. This is for believers. You need to understand. I've been in meetings where she got pulled out and they said, you know, this is what's going on. The guy read her mail and told her all these things and said, you've been this. And she was, been, she was sick and she wasn't feeling good, had no strength. And he said, you know, God was going to restore her strength and he was going to do it in the morning. She, I'm an early riser. She would get up before me. And she would have all her energy and she'd be restored. And we and she just said, okay, I receive it. And we went home after the meeting. You know, that was in the days when you didn't have to worry about it. people got too tired because their butt was getting too sore sitting in the seat. Like, you know, I love you. I mean, you pretty much our kids fell asleep on the seat. You know what I'm saying? And they had school the next day and all that. And I'm not saying that's, but it, it is what it is. But God was moving and we were just doing whatever God told us to do. So... Anyway, so we went home to bed, and we put the kids down, and I remember laying in bed, and have you ever been in a room and you felt like somebody's in here? I woke up, and I rolled over, and there was a nine-foot man standing over top of Kim, and he had on a, a white robe, and he had a gold-braided uh, rope on or waist, and he had his hands like this. And I rolled over, and I said, I, this is what I said to him. I said, the Lord sent you, and he looked at me and shook his head. And I said, you came to pray for Kim. And he shook his head again. And he like that. And then he, he was done. He st stood back like that. One of the reasons I like, have any of you watched the Polar Express? Remember the guy, the hobo on the train? And when he leaves, he's like, goes into snow. That's why I like that movie. Because that's how that angel disappeared. It was just like he just disintegrated into flakes or something. Just. And the next morning, I woke up because she was down in the kitchen making noise. And then she walked up and I said, babe. And she said, what do you want for breakfast? And back to the kitchen she went. Why? Because we believed what God said. And it set the atmosphere in our home in that belief system. She received, now listen to me. She received it before it happened. She received it before it happened. 
She received it before it happened because it was already done. In her mind and her belief system, that word was for me. I'm taking that right now. And in the morning, it happened just as was said. Here's our last one, and then I'll finish up. Pray and speak the word. Psalm 91.4, he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Psalm 91.14, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. The word of God is a weapon. It's a two-edged sword, Hebrews 4.12. So when we pray the word, we pray right on target. The Bible says, I told you in Revelation 12.11, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So how can you pray protection? You pray Psalm, you can pray Psalm 91. If you were, uh, you want the cliff note version, instead of reading through the Psalm, you can just say, I, I pray Psalm 91, but I'd suggest you read it so you know what it says. Okay. So at least, you know, it says, you know, what are we praying? Do we vote yes or no on issue? I had to ask my sister, what were the issues again? So I knew what the issues were so that I knew how to vote. Find out what Psalm 91 says, and then you can pray that. Because if you believe everything it says, then you can apply that. Yeah, you know, people, when they say, I plead the blood, have you ever heard anybody say, I plead the fifth, the fifth amendment, the right to remain, you know, so you can plead the blood. You're, you're, in other words, everything that Jesus did on the cross, I'm applying to that situation. So that's what that, that term is. So when we were talking like this, we're just saying this. I'm going to say out loud. So, Father, this is what happens. You know, we, I've walked through my house, and I've walked, and we begin, Father, I declare in this household your presence in every room. And we just begin to declare those things, and we start doing those things. And then when you have, you're being attacked, whatever, then you get the word, and you fight it with the word. And you start declaring those, and you come in agreement with your spouse. If you're saying, well, my, my spouse isn't saved, then you get in agreement with God, and I'll be your two. And you come in agreement, and you watch God start doing amazing things. You see, the enemy is no match for God. He is no match for God. And I'm going to say this, and we're, we're, we're just about wrapping this up. You think about it. When the enemy was in heaven, when the devil was in heaven and was the worship angel, God never even got off the chair. He didn't even get off the throne. He sent an angel to do his light work. See, we always think that the devil's equal with God. He's not equal with God. There's nobody equal with God. There ain't nobody equal with God. So when you have God working on you, Jesus just said, I just read it to you. He gave you all power to defeat the enemy because he's got it. So he lives inside you. So you are under his authority. Come on. And if we use the authority of Christ by his direction and his will to do his requests for the best that you can have in your life, then you do that. Some of those are just commands. They're probably not requests. But we just need to walk in them. Take authority over your house. Make your house the refuge it's supposed to be. I love going to, I have a lot of family that live in this area. And I love going to their homes. I love going in there because God is in there. And I feel comfortable in there. I can go in there. I don't have to, I, I just feel, I feel God. That's because that presence is there. And when you're in that house, even if you're in a house that doesn't have that presence, God is there because he's in you. So then you can take authority for what your spiritual house. For you that's in that place. Well, sometimes in your place of business is not so spiritual. But because God is in you, you can have authority in your realm of authority.
It'll work. You just got to put it to work. You got to put your hand to it. In heaven, zero and zero is still zero. So you got to put your hand to what God is telling you to do. And start living the life that God wants you to live. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the hamster wheel. I've lived enough of it. I'm tired of on one day, off another day. On one day, off another day. On two days, off another day. Let's just be on. That doesn't mean we have to be perfect, but it does mean that we have to stay focused. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please?